we have Bernie Kearney on the line. Bernie, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Hi, yeah. Thank you for having me. Okay, well, look, this is all about people. It's all about human beings. And unfortunately, we get ill um, and we have to go to hospital. And I mean, it is a fear, huge fear um, in Donegal that you would end up in, in the ED department and need help. Now, you had a situation where you had to bring a French student who was staying with you. So what happened? Yes, I had a lovely 15-year-old French girl um, named Manon staying with me. And this was her first time away from her family. So, you know, it's already a scary situation. You're in a new country. Um, my own kids had uh, developed the chickenpox. And I noticed that Mano, um had, she was getting sick and she was getting sicker by the day. She had already experienced chickenpox in her life. And she was starting to display um, symptoms of meningitis. So I tried to get her into a GP, first of all. And that proved a very difficult task because she was a foreign student. Eventually, we did get her into the GP and they sent her directly to the hospital. And we know was displaying symptoms of an extreme headache, extreme photosynthesis, um, muscular pain. Um, she was in a very, very bad way. So when we did get to the hospital, um, in fairness to triage, they did put her through um, very fast because of her symptoms. But unfortunately... Um, that was where the, the speed ended. She had been um, placed into a room for care where she was given a bed, but within the hour, an elderly lady had come in with RSE and they could not have Mano mixing with her, so they had to put her back out on a chair. Mano remained in that chair for a further 18 hours. Sorry, 18 hours? 18 hours. Like considering the symptoms that this child had, um, she was in a bad, bad way. She remained there for 18 hours. We had been um, contacted by the paediatric consultant earlier in the night. We had confirmed that they were admitting her to pee. But we were just waiting to go up. Um, so it, by 10 o'clock the next morning, we're still waiting to go up. Um, the head of the organisation at this stage rang through the paediatric ward who said to her, um, we do not know why that child has been told that she's getting into the ward. We have no bed. Now... This, this ward has less than 25 beds and they serve a population of 250,000 people. That's that's just insanity. That's crazy. Um, it's crazy. And, you know, it, it, as you said, it is a very scary thing if your child's getting sick because mm. you're you're worrying, like, is there even going to be a bed? Is there going to be provision? So, anyway, um, at this stage, um, I had been in contact with Minnow's mom. Minnow herself was, was very frightened. You know, she didn't understand the language. She didn't have her parents. She's in a hospital that's not caring for her. Um, we decided at this stage, if nothing's going to happen, I was going to take her home. So, um, the consultant came to me to uh, sign a waiver to say that I was taking her home against medical advice. God. Which I refused to sign because I hadn't received any medical advice or any medical care for this child. So they done a second review of her at this stage and they felt that it was viral and they said, because, you know, because of the lack of provision in the hospital that they would support me taking her home to monitor her. Now, I have got no medical um, experience and I'm taking a 15-year-old home to monitor for meningitis. Oh, my God. And someone else's yes. child. You're responsible for someone, someone else's, else's child. child. Yeah. yeah. fear that. So I took, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a really scary situation. So I took Mano home. And lo and behold, she uh, did not get any better. She got worse. She started losing the power of her legs. So at this stage, she had to be brought back to hospital. Now, in fairness, I am 
It's it's the provision, it's it's the resources, the lack of resources the hospital have. I am not attacking any member of staff in that hospital. Everyone that she dealt with was fantastic. And I do want to stress that. Mm. They just didn't have the provision to look after her properly. Mm. So the consultant got in touch with us and they said, listen, that's fine. Bring her back. You do not have to go through to A&E. She can come straight up to Peds. Fantastic. So we brought her into Peds and... At this stage, when they examined her, they did find swelling on her brain. So we had to get her mother over from France. They decided she needed a lumbar puncture and an MRI. Oh, my God. She had to remain in hospital for a number of days until that service was available to use the MRI machine, which she's using up a bed that didn't need to be used. You know, she she could have had her MRI lumbar puncture decided on a course of action. So um, eventually she gets the lumbar puncture and the MRI and it is determined that she has viral meningitis but they feel that she is over the worst of it. By the time they got the test done she was over the worst of it? She was over the worst of it. So um, at this stage now her mother is over from France and her mother herself is a doctor in France and she was very shocked by our hospital because they have a very different, different system over there. But the hospital, again, let Manu come home um, under the care of her mother in my home. Now, Manu was completely bedridden after this lumbar puncture, and she could not stand up, sit up, uh, even lean up to eat for two weeks. She was bedridden in the bed at my house. And it was decided she was going to need to fly back to France. They 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 wanted further treatment for her, but they weren't confident with the hospital here anymore. So she needed to get signed off to fly on a medical flight where she could be lying down. The, when we rang up the hospital, they, they could not do that over the phone. They decided they needed to see her again. A doctor needed to see her and sign her off. The GPs refused to do that because I, I was trying to get one out to the house. So because she needed to go back to the hospital and because of the, way, the situation that she was in, an ambulance had to be ordered to take her to the hospital which, again, was a waste of a resource. You know, if that letter just could have been signed. So the ambulance came and took her to hospital. Now, she had to go through A&E again. When she was going through A&E, the paramedic had to wait with her for an hour before he could do the handover. And I was speaking to him. I was saying, you know, this is crazy. Surely you, you have more important things to be doing. And he said, Yeah, of course, oh, a whole hour. Yeah, and he told me that um, previous the previous week he had to wait with t- for 10 hours, 10 hours with um, somebody on a trolley before he could do a handover. Now, that's an ambulance and a paramedic off our road. That's shocking. It, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, so after the hour, the handover was done and he had to take the trolley back and there was nowhere for Mino. Um, there was no There was no beds for her. We had to make a bed on the floor because she had to be lying down straight. She was leaking spinal fluid at this stage and she had to be lying down. So Mano spent the next number of hours lying down on the ground in the hall of Amy. God, so how is, how, is, how is she now, Bernie? She has went on to make a full recovery. Thank God. A full recovery. It was a very slow recovery, but she went on to make a full recovery and she actually came back to visit me there at Halloween. And we had had a great time. Um, So I spoke to her mother last night. I explained to her, you know, about this campaign and what we're trying to do. And 
her mother said that things that stood out to her in the hospital were um, the lack of beds. Yes. The lack of privacy. And that is something I noticed as well. Mm. The amount of information I learned about other patients yes. that I should not have known. Yes. And I'm not talking just physical, I'm talking mental health issues. Mm. Um, that I should not have been privy to that information. Um, and, and she raised that too. She felt, you know, it was very hard to speak to the doctor. She was very aware that, you know, she was just separated by a curtain and other people yes. could hear. Yes, um, that's a big and, thing, and, actually, in every hospital, yeah. I think. Yeah. It is valid. Um you know, uh, I think I can talk, talk about this because there's no names, but um, in, for example, when we were in the ward, there was a minor there who had um, severe a severe eating disorder and she was being minded day and night. And I learned all the details of that child. I learned that she was in foster care. I learned about this eating disorder. I learned about her behavioural issues. It really is a a tragic situation for anyone. Um, And as you say, Bernie, there is no privacy. Um, But I'm delighted that the French student has recovered.